mama, I'm Dakota, homeschooling mama of four and blogger and creator of the Sage Cottage Collection. Join me as I share with you my passion for living a slow and intentional life. We'll talk about a little bit of everything, including homeschooling, military life, homemaking, motherhood, and so much more. So get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's dive in. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Restful Mama podcast. Um, I am so excited that you're here. You are going to love this episode with my friend Jada. She is such an inspiration and I don't know about you, but as a busy mama, I always end up slacking when it comes to being consistent with my exercise and movement. And she is just so helpful in her encouragement and really honestly pushing against these ideas that the fitness industry has. And I had so much fun talking to her. I think y'all are really going to love it. So let's dive in. Hi, Dakota. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for doing this with me. Of course. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to like jump right in. Um, Well, welcome to the podcast. Um, Would you mind telling like the listeners kind of a little bit about like who you are and kind of what you're about? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jada. For those of you who don't know, I'm the founder and CEO of Jada A Fitness. And I'm also known as your exercise consistency coach. So that is my passion, just really helping women create consistency. So I help busy women struggling to exercise, really just get fit and healthy without spending hours in the gym or giving up all the things they love so they can actually enjoy lasting results. No, I love that. I think that's (laughs) amazing. Um, But what kind of made you want to create this business and this whole entire Instagram account, like just dedicated to helping women who are busy stay consistent? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think a misconception when a lot of people come to my profile is this, they assume that I've been consistent when in reality, consistency was always my biggest challenge. Like for years, I was like always restarting my routine always talking myself out of workouts, constantly skipping them and just using every Monday as like a fresh start. And I would tell myself, okay, this is the week I'm going to work out three times. And then that never happened. Like raise your hand if you've ever done that. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And I was just repeating this cycle and it really, I just felt so defeated. I felt like a failure. I was really discouraged. Right. And over the years, I really just like made it my goal to figure out how to stay consistent. So after many years of mistakes and trial and error, I've learned what does really work and what doesn't work. So now I just get to help other women fast track their consistency success. And I wanted to pretty much just share everything I've learned. And the response has been overwhelming. Like I've had so many women reach out to me like, yes, like this, this is exactly what I struggle with too. So it's nice having that that platform to share what I've learned. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I know for myself, I mean, I have four little ones that are seven and under. So wow. Talk yeah. about <laughs> busy, right? Like I work from no home kidding. and like homeschool. We do all of these things. And for myself, even I've noticed that the hardest thing for me to do is stay consistent with moving my body. And right. it should be just like this basic thing that we just do because we know that it's healthy. But for some reason, whenever and I feel like this is especially women, whenever we get busy, the first thing to go on the back burner is us, like our mental health, our physical health, like nutrition. Yeah, like it's, it's always the first thing to go. And it's so backwards. But for some reason, that seems to be what and I know for myself, like what I tend to do. So um, I love that you just created this entire you know, niche really for like women who are busy, who want to stay consistent, but are just kind of struggling. And what are like, so what are some of the biggest struggles um, that you've seen with people who like come to you and are having trouble with staying consistent? Like what are some of those major roadblocks that kind of seem to go across the board? Yeah. And I love what you were just saying too. It it is totally backwards, right? When we need to be our number one priority and then we can show up that much better for everyone else, but it's hard, right? And again, you're so busy with four um, little ones. So some of the biggest challenges and struggles I see with the women I work with is that so many of them are focused on why they can't stay consistent, right? Mm. And so many can relate to this, right? Not having the time you are so busy. And they don't have the motivation, they don't have the energy when they're working full time, a busy mom, right? And those though, these are so valid, right? They are busy, they are tired. What I help them do is really teach them how to view movement and exercise in an entirely different way, so that they can create a routine that is not only fulfilling, but just naturally fits within their lifestyle. And once they learn how to do this, it truly transforms their lives and, and makes movement feel easy rather than this burden and this constant battle with themselves. Yeah, no, I can completely relate to all of that because I can't tell you how many times I have started over on a Monday and said, this is going to be the week that I'm going to stick to my commitment to work out, you know, four times a week, or this is going to be the week that I don't eat out and I make all these nutritious meals. And, you know, like there's so many times that I've started over because again, we know right? Like we know what is good for us. We know what we should be doing. And yet for some reason, life always just seems to get in the way. And for myself specifically, I know that like everything for myself seems to go on the back burner because life in general and all these like little things that come up, it feels like a bunch of fires that need to be put out like immediately, you know, like, oh, this came up. So now I have to do this right now. And I think like sticking to a routine can be really difficult, especially if you're trying to force yourself into this box of like, this is how I should be working out. And yes. so you're not even enjoying it. So of course you <laughs> don't want to do it. Like, you know, exactly. like if you, if you hate hit and you hate burpees, but you know that that's like quote unquote on your schedule or like in your plan of like whatever thing you're following, yeah. you're going to be like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, that sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to do this. 
Um, and so it's a lot easier to quote unquote fall off the train or whatever. Um, and do you have any like tips for, like I just mentioned with like working out, but you're not enjoying it. And so you're just kind of forcing yourself to do something like, do you have any tips on like how women can actually enjoy their workout? Yeah, absolutely. So even just like some of the top tips I think of for consistency. So the first one would definitely be prioritizing movement you enjoy, right? And not having to feel forced, okay, I have to do this burpee, I have to follow this specific workout, right? And we get so fixated on, okay, this is the the plan I have to do to get these results. But when we look at the bigger picture, we really need to ask ourselves, which, which type of movement is most fulfilling for me first, right? right? You, you have to create a positive relationship with movement before just forcing yourself into these <laughs> workouts, right? Because right. that's what will create that inconsistency. So number one is, yeah, prioritizing movement you enjoy. And I have women in my community who go swimming every single week because they love swimming, right? And that makes them feel amazing. So I even encourage you to just write down a list of like any type of movement you enjoy and how can you fit that into your schedule? And we don't have to be extreme, right? Just consistent. Right. And that's a big shift that I help women make as well. So that's one. Um, Number two, really just keeping it simple, right? And what works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So asking yourself, how can I make this so easy? Okay, how can I make this easier? And workouts can be at home in your living room, right, for 20 minutes. And your kids can have the privilege of watching you. And I have one mom in our community, her her little girl, her daughter was um, copying her doing squats when she was squatting in the living room. (laughs) Totally. I love that. So, and she just thought it was the cutest thing, right? So, which it is. Um, But that's just an example, like keeping it simple, what's going to work for you. Um, Another tip I think of too, is just the importance of being flexible. And like Mm -hmm. you said, I'm always putting out fires, right? And when we, it's easy to focus on all these things outside of our control, and Mm -hmm. then we feel powerless. So just focusing on, okay, what do I have control over? What actions can I take? What decisions can I make? And just being super flexible, right? Life happens. And yes. It's inevitable. Yes. Um, but focusing on what you can do can really help that. And if if you miss a day, right, you're going to miss a workout. That's life. Right. <laughs> but it's also seeing tomorrow as, as a fresh start, right? Yeah. Something I did for the longest time, if I missed a day, I would say, okay, I'm going to write off the rest of the week and I'll restart next month. Right. Just throw the whole week out and start over on Monday. <laughs> Exactly. Like I did that for years. So having the mindset to, okay, tomorrow's a fresh day and I'm going to do the best I can to, to get in some movement. Yeah. So a couple of things there that you, that you mentioned, I think I, I know for myself, I'm very like type A and like, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of personality. So when I you know, pay for, let's say like an exercise app and they have all these amazing programs, right? Like they have all these individual like workouts. They tell you exactly what to do, which is really easy in a sense, because you don't have to think about what to do. You don't have to think about what should I be working on. It's like already there for you. But the problem with that I've noticed for myself is that I 
it becomes like legalistic and I feel like I need to follow it exactly or I'm failing, you know? Mm. And so when you, when it's like a seven day workout and like right. when you say you miss Wednesday, I, I then feel like, crap, I'm behind. Like mm. now I have this like anxiety of like trying to quote unquote catch up to yep. really nobody else because like you're doing this yourself, right? Like there's really nobody to catch <laughs> up to, but in my head, I'm thinking I need to finish all of these. And I know it sounds so silly, but like every time you finish one of the days, like it will, you know, check mark it off. So like, Oh, check off, you're done. And so my brain wants all of those little check marks. Mm -hmm. And when I don't get that is when I start to feel like I'm failing. I start to feel like, okay, well, I'll just start over again next week and I'll do better. Or, you know, I just start to beat myself up. And I think that's, a really hard like thing to handle especially when you're trying to be consistent and you're like already struggling and then you know having a specific workout plan where you feel like you're you know failing if you don't check off every single box even if it's something you don't enjoy like even if it is right you know burpees and you hate burpees but you're like okay it's part of the plan so I have to do it Mm -hmm. um and if I don't do it I'm not you know working out correctly or I'm not doing the plan right um so like I feel like there's this box that we can sometimes put ourselves into and for my brain at least it's kind of hard for me to like remove my remove that box and just see okay big picture I'm moving my body and also needing to listen to my body if yes if something happens and that's been the hardest thing for me to work on is like actually listening to my body instead of just like forcing myself through a workout that I know is either that day I don't have the energy for or like that day like I might be on my period and so I'm like Mm. achy and tired but I'm still going to push myself through it was I you know for years was like in this mindset of you know if I don't do it perfectly if I don't you know, follow this plan exactly, then I'm somehow doing it wrong. Um, And I think that's a huge mental roadblock for a lot of women. Um, I I, and just speaking for myself. um, But I also wanted to touch on another thing you mentioned with uh, that woman who had her daughter doing squats with her. I as a mom also put myself into this box of like, okay, it's going to have to look exactly like it looked before I had kids. So it's going to have to be quiet. It's going to have to be just me. It's going to have to, you know, Mm. I had all these like expectations of what it should look like to work out properly. And once I realized that that's just not realistic (laughs) with so many little kids and all of them being home, like that's just not going to happen, right? Unless you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning to work out in your living room before everybody wakes up, which also sounds pretty miserable as a mom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, it's not going to happen. And so I just sort of let it go over the last year. I've just kind of like been, okay, you know what? It's, this is not going to be how it happens. And so the kind of beautiful thing that I've noticed though, is that my daughter, especially, I mean, my, my boys will kind of come around and try and mimic me too, but I've noticed especially that my daughter, 
every time she sees me rolling out the yoga mat and like, you know, getting ready to work out, she comes alongside next to me and she tries to mimic every single thing I'm doing. And so she's over here, this like little tiny three-year-old, right? And she has like (laughs) her own little two pound weights because we actually got those for her for Christmas because she was kept trying to take mine. And I was like, no, like I need those. (laughs) Um, So we got her her own. I mean, they're like, they're legit like two pound weights, but they're just like perfect for her size. And she feels like so powerful when she picks them up. It's the cutest thing, but she is like seeing what I'm doing. And she's seeing that no matter what's going on in the day, I'm kind of carving out this time to make sure that I move my body and I exercise. And she's started to get into this um, routine of doing it with me, which I think is awesome because growing up, like she's going to already have a leg up, right? Like she's already going to have this model to follow, um, which I think is so important to involve our kids in exercising with us and moving their bodies. Like you, I feel like there's never like it's never too early to introduce your kids to that, you know? Absolutely. And even just showing her your pattern of taking care of yourself and prioritizing yeah. your health, right? Yes. Since yes. she was tiny. So yes, I mean, I used to use my son as a weight, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. at, at, at some point, I was like using him instead of dumbbells. <laughs> I like, love that. You kind of just have to make it work, right? Like, yeah, make it your fun. Life. Yeah, exactly. And, and my kids, we've even had like dance parties before where like after a workout, they're kind of all like excited because they have all this energy now because they've done it with me. And so they're just sitting there and we're continuing to move our bodies, but now we're dancing and it's fun for them. So um, I think that's, that's amazing. um, Seeing like other moms also including their kids in their exercise routine. Like, that's just awesome. Um, But I also... I wanted to kind of ask you, so I know your whole thing is like consistency and sticking to like showing up for yourself every day. What are some benefits that you've seen from like your clients and people that you've worked with when they actually do stick to a consistent schedule? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And there are, there's, there's so many benefits with that, with a consistent Mm. routine, Mm -hmm. um, more is a huge one, right? You're going to even just feel stronger doing everyday tasks, right? Even just like carrying in the groceries, like you're going to feel strong doing that. (laughs) Right. Um, And one of the biggest ones that's really cool is actually confidence. Once Mm. women have a consistent routine, skyrockets because what's really fascinating is because you're following through on your word. And when you start doing that and doing what you actually say you're going to do, you begin to trust yourself. And that trust is really what skyrockets that confidence, which is really cool to see. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never would have thought of that, to be honest. Like confidence wasn't really something that I would think of. But when you explain it, it just makes so much more sense because you're you are you're showing up for yourself. You're being able to trust yourself. You're Mm -hmm. yeah, that's. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really powerful. And that's like, that's what I'm focused on too. Like I'm focused on that transformation. And of course, like weight loss is a, is a byproduct, right? Um, Physical changes uh, is a byproduct, but I like those, how I'm more focused on how you're going to feel, 
right, right. with that consistent routine. But there are, of course, physical changes. Do you well. think that women specifically are more likely to stick and be consistent with a schedule for working out if their motive is weight loss and physical, like how they look? Or like when they're doing it to feel a certain way, to like have more energy, to feel stronger. Um, And they're not so much focused on the physical byproducts. Have you noticed a difference in staying consistent with how they go into it with their mindset? Definitely. Yeah. And that comes back to like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. So when we're intrinsically motivated, right, we do it just because we absolutely love it. We love how it makes us feel. We just identify as this person who is consistent, Mm -hmm. then we are intrinsically, yeah, driven. So that's once you can really embody that feeling and and really love it, that's what's going to keep you consistent. But so often, right, many of us are focused on that extrinsic motivation, I'm doing this just to look this way, right, Right. which, which can only get us so far from my from my experience, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Because we can, you know, follow a workout guide for three weeks before a vacation. But then after that vacation, we fall right back into our patterns before, Mm -hmm. right? We lose our results. So it's really about creating that long term change, right? And creating a routine that we love, and that's fulfilling. Right? No, I completely agree. And I, I, and I asked that question just because I've noticed for myself, like when, mm-hmm. um, when I was postpartum and I was exercising, it was, to be honest, it was physical motivation. Like right. I wanted to look a certain way. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to, you know, fit back into my old clothes or like quote unquote bounce back, you know, yeah. um, I wanted to look a certain way because I was so unhappy with how my body looked. And I will tell you that it was a lot harder to stay consistent because I was exhausted and I was doing it, I feel like, for all the wrong reasons. Mm. And it it really wasn't as satisfying. Like, after I was working out, I, I didn't feel the way that I thought I would feel. Um, and when I sort of, sh- you know, shifted that mindset to, you know what, like, physical stuff, it will come and go, like it will change, it will ebb and flow. And I just need to, I just want to have more energy. I just want to be able to show up for my kids. I just want to be stronger and feel lighter. You know, like I, I want to do it for all of the internal reasons. And when I sort of made that shift, I noticed it was a lot easier to be consistent. It was a lot easier to show up because I was doing it for much more than like, you know, the vanity, right? Yeah. Amazing. No, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a journey. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am still, I will say I still really struggle. And I think for me, which I'm sure a lot of other moms deal with this too. I think for me, it's sometimes we can feel guilty for spending so much time on ourselves when we feel like, Mm -hmm there's so many other things that need to be done, right? Like, oh, I need to do the dishes. I need to make lunch. I need to, you know, be there for my kids or entertain them or do this or do that. And so when we kind of step back and, 
you know, have this moment for ourselves, I think a lot of the times we can sort of have some sort of feelings of guilt, which Mm. is so silly because when you think about it, right, like we should be putting ourselves first so that we can be there for our family. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it's just, it's, it was a roadblock for me too. I was almost like playing that mommy martyr in Mm -hmm. a sense, like, oh, I'm going to put all of my energy into my family and I'm just going to, you know, put everything I have into their needs. But then the problem with operating like that is that at some point you crash and burn and then you're not taking care of anybody, um, which I experienced myself too. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It makes me think of too, like that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So taking that time to fill your cup to pour into, you know, all your love into everyone around you as well. Um, And I wanted to come back to what you were saying before with um, almost this perfectionism mindset of like, I have to do it exactly this workout. This is the one I have planned. I can't miss a day if it's seven days. Right. And when we get into that, it's like an all or nothing mindset, right? And the a, a shift you can make for that, and I'm, I know so many other women who struggle with this, I struggled with this personally as well, is we have to focus on our progress mm. rather than perfection, right? Absolutely. Because when we're striving for that perfection, we will always feel inadequate. Whereas if we're focused on progress, Hey, I did one workout this week. That's one more than I did last week. (laughs) Like, right. I'm going to celebrate that. And it creates a total different shift and just physical state within you, right? That's an empowered state. You feel physically, right? I got a workout. I'm so proud of that rather than that disempowering state. I only got one, right? So like, do you hear the difference? Yeah. Um, and it, it really is as simple as that shift, but doing that consistently, right? You have to hold yourself accountable right. and speak to yourself a certain way as think, well. Yeah. And absolutely. It's almost when you hear those two different statements, it's almost like one is building yourself up and the other is you tearing yourself down. Yes. A hundred percent. I, I can relate to that because I call myself a, a recovering perfectionist, mm. <laughs> you know, like I, I yeah. still struggle with it sometimes, but like mm-hmm. I'm learning to let things go and to give myself grace. But when you do operate from that mindset of, well, you know, I was a failure because I only did one workout, like shoot, you know, I'm, you, and you start talking negatively towards yourself and then that's not motivating, right? Like that's not motivating you to want to do better. It kind of makes you want to retreat. It kind of makes you want to do the opposite, right? Like I'm just going to give up because I'm worthless or I'm, you know, and you start spiraling. And I, I think that simple shift in that phrase can just make everything, you know? Absolutely. It really is so powerful. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, So I kind of wanted to dive deeper into what you specifically practiced, because I know you said that this was all something that you struggled with before. And now, you know, you now you coach women on how to be consistent, um, which is amazing, by the way, to like, I'm imagining myself in the state that I'm in right now. And then like in the few years, like actually telling people how to be consistent, like that's amazing. Um, but can you kind of dive into the everyday habits, the, the routine and rhythm that you've set up for yourself to keep yourself accountable to, um, you know, make those habits last? 
Yeah, absolutely. So what the foundation of my coaching stems from really is mindset. And Mm -hmm. what's fascinating is over the years, I've actually been reflecting and unpacking, you know, my beliefs about exercise, what I needed to change, like even that all or nothing perfectionism mindset. Um, So a big thing I've had to do over the years is, is shift how I viewed movement. And that really is the foundation. So for listeners, I encourage everyone listening to really focus on how you currently view exercise. Do you view it as a chore? Are you forcing yourself to exercise, right? And beginning to really analyze these beliefs and feelings and thoughts you have about exercise. This is what I had to do. And I, for example, I used to believe that a workout had to be an hour long, I had to be (laughs) dripping sweat, right? Right. I had to pretty much be miserable and (laughs) exhausted by the end of my workouts. And I just began to really understand that these are all false. Like these are just my own beliefs and they're not true. So Mm -hmm. I got to create these new beliefs. So really does um, stem from mindset, which I can go like down a rabbit hole, but to keep it simple is Really just yeah, asking yourself, how do I feel about exercise? How can I begin to shift this? And some simple things, like I mentioned before, really trying to keep it simple, um, making a plan. So writing it down, I write down my movement every Sunday, just on a calendar. But again, with that being flexible, and that's, right. that's what really takes over time and not being so rigid, like this is the way it has to be. This is ideally what my movement would look like today, right? But if something gets in the way, what else can I do? Focusing on what you can control and speaking to yourself, right? In an empowering way, it's all good. I can get movement in this time tomorrow instead. Um, And really thinking long-term has made a huge impact. When I'm moving my body, when I'm consistent, I'm thinking this is for life, Right. right. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I'm not doing this for to get results in two weeks. I'm doing this to maintain a healthy lifestyle for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think a lot of women go into it thinking, okay, let's see how long this lasts. I'll work out for hopefully a few weeks and then see. Because <laughs> um, that was my mindset going into it for a long time as well. Right. It was so, like working out to get like beach ready or, yeah. you know, so I can wear a swimsuit again. It's like, it's like all these very short term goals, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work out so that I can be ready for this specific event or a wedding or a, you know, whatever it might be. But I think it's like you said, so important to think more long term, like this should be something this should be a lifestyle that you adopt, not just something that you do for a short period of time. Um, So I love that. Um, I actually so as we're talking, I'm like thinking of all these things. (laughs) No, I love it. So do, do you sort of like habit stack on when you're trying, when you're first trying to get into a consistent routine, like for example, do you like set out your yoga mat next to your coffee maker or, you know, like, is there, do you leave out like visual cues to kind of keep yourself on track in the very beginning? Do you think that's helpful? In the very beginning, I think it's definitely helpful. I think now it's just such a subconscious 
pattern for me. Um, But it does definitely help a lot of the women I work with, right? So having a habit, okay, I get home from work at this time, instead of, you know, going to watch TV, that means I'm going to grab my shoes and go outside for a walk, right? Right. So combining those two habits, the minute I get home from work, I'm going to go for a walk. Um, And that's what one of our clients in our community started doing. And she loves her daily walks now. And she gets to uh, visit with her mom during that time. So yeah, whatever is something you're currently doing already, what's a new habit you can pair with that? And another simple example, every time I'll have coffee in the morning, I'll habit stack that with drinking a, a glass of water while my coffee brews as an example. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but just little things you can start doing throughout the day. And I never, I never want this to be overwhelming though. So always starting small, right? right. One simple thing I can do this week. And once that's built and more concrete, then you can add to that over time. Right. That's and- a, a big problem too. We like to jump from zero <laughs> to 100. <laughs> I, I completely relate to that because I'm always like, you know, if I learn all this new information or I decide that I'm going to do something, my immediate like reaction is to go like balls to the wall, right? Right. Like, just completely <laughs> all or nothing. Just do it all at one time. Like, for example, when I started reducing our toxic load with as far as like, you know, cleaners and soaps and, you know, all the things that we had in our house, yeah. I literally gathered everything and threw it out into wow. the trash can at one day. <laughs> and my husband was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, Where's I was like, we have, to, we have to just get rid of everything and we got to start over. And he's like, okay. Like, you know, he just like comes home from work and our house is completely upside down because I've like just thrown not everything but like I tend to do that and like with everything in my life so and I've done that with working out actually several times where I'm just like I'm gonna try and do all of these new habits all at one time and it's just a recipe for failure because there's no way that you can completely do a 180 overnight right like you have to start small and you have to build upon little habits, you know, and they kind of just build into this overall, like you said, some subconscious thing where you just now you do it automatically. But I think a lot of the times we think that we can just change everything overnight. And I know I'm guilty of that, too. I've done that way more, way more than I'd like to admit. (laughs) But yeah, it's easy. It's easy to get into for sure. And we we're very impatient as a society, we don't like to wait for things too. So we're like, okay, I'm yes. going to do all of this now. I don't want to wait. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, then we, then we burn out and we're, we're back to square one. So. Absolutely. And speaking of society, do you feel like there are certain cultural or societal views and expectations or norms that you just don't agree with, or that you think that we should, you know, ignore in terms of movement? Or yeah, in terms- just in terms of like exercising and being like women exercising and just overall like having a consistent or like how we should look or how why we should be working out, you know, like, do you think that there are any sort of influences that you maybe just don't agree with? Yeah, absolutely. Like for the first one I think of is that like for years, for me, exercise was only for weight loss, right? Right. And- and you only exercise to look a certain way. Like that really was the narrative I grew up with. And 
just magazines being covered with, you know, girls with, you know, measuring tapes around their waist and weight loss um, in front of the cover. Like that's what exercise was for me growing up. Oh, yeah. I think we we grew up in the same like era because that was, I mean, you would see like measuring tapes over like a, a woman like you said like a woman's waist and like the headline is like how to lose five pounds in two days <laughs> like you know right. like, like yes absolutely completely so I think that was a big shift I've had to make over the years and really just focusing on movement as like my functional fitness right to just just feel amazing and really just function in society as strong as I can and, and feel my best and never have to miss out or, or be limited in any way because of my, um, because of my health really. And right. Or because of my body. Um, so weight loss is a huge one. And, and really what drives me crazy and is the fitness industry is this idea that you have to push your body to the extreme, right. Mm-hmm. And just, you have to be miserable. You have to work so hard and it's just, it's just so extreme in that sense. Right. right? And, and very masculine, Right. Oh, absolutely. So really pulling that back and doing it for enjoyment, doing like low impact, like walking, right? Walking is amazing yeah. form of movement, but it's so overlooked because it's not uh, yes. in a gym. You're not lifting weights, right? Again, we have all these beliefs, which I just find so fascinating. Right. It's almost like walking isn't real exercise, you know, because you're yeah. not, like you said, you're not in a gym. You're not sweating. You're not like feeling like death after a walk, you know, like. So it can't be like real exercise. It can't be quote unquote counting. Um, exactly. Which you know? is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I, I definitely agree that like growing up, it was that whole mindset of like, you work out in order to look a certain way in order mm-hmm. to lose weight. That's the whole entire purpose of working out. And that's kind of what the narrative that I had in my head. And so to be perfectly honest, like I never worked out as a teenager because I was like, no, I'm not overweight. Like I'm happy with Mm. my body. I don't need to work out. Like there's no reason for me to exercise. Um, you know, and yeah, I had, I did played sports like here and there, but it was like, you know, I just, I, I had seen friends of mine who would like go to the gym regularly or they're running or they're like lifting weights. And I just thought, well, I don't need to do that because, I already look the way that, you know, we're supposed to look, right? Like, I don't, there's no reason for me to. And so that's, that's something I literally carried with me up until I was an adult. And I realized, hmm, maybe I should be exercising so that I'm strong. Maybe I should be exercising so that I'm feeling healthy and energized. Um, So trying to flip that narrative, I think is also so important. Um, And also I want to touch on something that you mentioned about how the fitness industry is so masculine. Um, Do you ever uh, cycle sync your workouts with like where you are in your cycle? Is that something that you, um, you know, talk to women about or that you practice yourself? I do. It's, it's not really a like structured set. Um, but yeah, we've definitely talked about it in our, in our community. It's not like a structured routine, I guess, but right. it really comes back to just listening to my body. Um, and just seeing which type of movement would feel best based on how I'm feeling. But for yeah. the majority of the time when I am on my period, it will be much lower impact workouts, or I'll just go walking, I'll do Pilates, I'll do yoga, Right. Um, Again, really just seeing how I feel with my energy levels. 
Yeah. And that's a big thing too, right? This belief, we always need tons of energy to work out, right? Like that's a huge belief that limits people. And I always say too, like exercise has so many various levels of intensity, right? Right. Like even if you have lower energy, you can do a, a still type of movement that requires lower energy, Right. right. So like a walk or even just light stretching is movement in a sense, yeah. in a sense. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost like this vicious cycle, right? Like we, we don't work out because we have such low energy, but then yes. we have even lower energy because we're not working out. Like it's, it's one of those things where you don't have energy because you're not moving your body, you know? Completely. And so it's just something I feel like, at least I know I have personally experienced where I'm just so tired that I'm like, oh, I don't have the energy to work out. But I mm-hmm. know that if I did get up and show up and actually exercise, I would then give myself energy to go on throughout the day without needing like six cups of coffee, you know? Um, but another thing that I was thinking of when you were talking about cycle syncing is I, and I just recently started looking into this and seeing it kind of more across Instagram and other platforms mm-hmm. um, is, you know, that whole idea that like we are cyclical beings as women and men are very different. Like we, you know, we have like a 28 day plus cycle that we're running on in our body. And, you know, sometimes like when we're ovulating, we have all this energy and we can do really intense exercises and it's easy versus like you said, when you're on your period, you are bleeding. Like you're going to have a little bit, deple- you know, depleted stores. You're going to be a little bit more tired and that's right. Normal. Or if you're cramping. Yeah. Yes. And that's normal. And I think the problem in like our culture specifically is I feel like I always felt like I just had to push through like for some mm-hmm. like somehow it made me weak yes. that I couldn't like actually stick with what I normally could do maybe two weeks before and I'm feeling a little bit weaker I'm feeling a little bit tireder and slower and like my body's literally telling me to slow down and like rein it in and do something else but I'm feeling like no I need to keep up. I need to like, you know, oh, this is just limiting me instead of embracing it and working with it. You know, I was like fighting against it. Um, And I just, I've realized that that seems to be something that a lot of women have now realized like, oh, (laughs) it's okay for me to slow down in this part of my cycle. It's, you know, it's okay to be super intense in this part of my cycle. Yeah. And that makes me think too of what I just thought of another flaw with the fitness industry (laughs) that I also drives me crazy is this belief that, and I hear trainers say this all the time, if you're not motivated or you don't want to work out, you just don't want it bad enough. Oh, yes. And it's just, it's, it's so backwards. And again, that's why I help women with their beliefs and mindset that they have around exercise. Like, I want to know what's truly holding you back. Right. right. Like the belief of, I believe my exercise has to be 60 minutes, right? If you believe right. that, if you have anything less than 60 minutes, you won't be able to get a workout in, right? Right. So it's really fascinating. And I've challenged this belief before this or this um, narrative, right? You, if you're not motivated, you don't want it bad enough. So if anyone listening to, if anyone, a trainer has ever told you that, that's so far <laughs> from the truth, right? It's well, just, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'm just, I'm agreeing because like, I, I, I will see it on Instagram accounts with these trainers 
who yeah like they're ripped mate like they they look great yeah um but their (laughs) idea that they're pushing out is like you know you're the weakling you're the one that's you know not motivated enough it's your fault that you look this you know the way that you do and that you're not motivated and it's like it's it's very intense and it's Mm -hmm. it's very like placing blame on the individual when really like like you said there's so much more to it like Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of internal roadblocks for a lot of people and it's not that they don't want it because shoot like I have so many other people who are like way more motivated than me they want it so bad but like they're struggling you know like they just are having a hard time staying consistent and committed and you know you just like I said uh, the narrative is like oh well you're just lazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just don't want it you're just lazy Um, which I don't think is necessarily true I mean sometimes sure like I'm sure that is true in some cases but and most of the time I feel like it's way deeper than that completely but the problem is that then they take on that identity oh I am lazy oh I can't do this Right. Oh, and I am that, a quitter. Yeah. I am a quitter, right? I, I am weak link. And then they create this self-fulfilling prophecy that's really, really unfortunate. So I think, yeah, there's just so many problems with the <laughs> with the fitness industry. Um yes. but yeah, I'm glad I, you asked that question. Yeah, no, I can I can agree. Well, while we wrap this up, I always want to ask, like, is there any other tips or comments or anything that you wanted to touch on that we maybe didn't get a chance to today that you'd like people to know? Yeah, um, I I guess this might sound a bit cheesy, but <laughs> in order to be consistent, you actually have to believe in yourself. Like right. you, you have to believe that you can. And I think so many people overlook this step because if mm-hmm. you don't believe you'll actually stay consistent, your results will eventually reflect that belief. Right. And that's why actually in the first stage in my, I have a five stage framework for consistency inside my membership and it, believe is the first stage. So yeah. just so many women come into our community that don't actually believe that they can do it and it ties to worthiness it, it, oh yeah just so many things so for listeners really just to start start by believing that being consistent is actually possible for you okay no matter how many times you've failed in the past yeah because that's where we take in that experience I've tried this before it's it just doesn't work for me okay I have failed so many times right. like let me tell you um but it it has to stem from this this self-belief and really just this knowing that I I can be consistent no matter how long it takes so right and it sounds like it's a lot of like inner work right like it's a totally. lot of digging deep into like why you believe the things you do like yeah even I'm sure like childhood because like we carry so yes. much from our childhood into adulthood so if we've just believed this thing about ourselves for so long I mean I think it's a huge roadblock you know um so I love that your first step is mindset and believing in yourself and actually having the confidence because I think really that's a huge problem for women is just even believing in themselves having the confidence in themselves and speaking kindly to themselves which actually is so sad Mm -hmm. because we can be so mean to ourselves and in reality we need to be our biggest cheerleader right like if we're not going to believe in and trust ourselves and who is um and so I love that that's your your first step um 
And then, so two other things that I always ask everybody who comes on here um, is, well, the first one is what is something that you're loving right now? And it can literally be anything. It does not have to be related to (laughs) fitness or like what we're talking about, but is there something that you're really loving right now? What's funny? I honestly would say chia seed pudding. (laughs) (laughs) I on like a chia seed kick for for breakfast lately um and I made this like huge batch of chia seed pudding the other day so I've I've been loving it so that's so funny I feel like like I I can't I can't get it down like it the consistency I don't know what it is but like there's something about cheese and I've tried it so many different ways I'm like I am gonna like this but like it's just one of those things where I'm like, I cannot get on the chia seed pudding train, but like more power to you because that's a lot of protein and good stuff in and, there. So yeah, <laughs> definitely the consistency has to be right for it. And I, I found a good recipe, so I can share that with you after. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to have to send it to me and see if like I can try that one because yeah. I swear I've tried like so many different ones and I'm like, I, this just is not doing it for me. So um, that's, that's awesome. I love that it's a food. Um, and then the second thing I always ask is what is one way that you're implementing rest into your daily mm. routine for yourself? Right. I love that question. So, and cause I think, cause there's like seven types of rest, I guess, like there's right. so many, um, but I guess something I've really been trying to prioritize lately, I guess is my like sensory rest, like a lot really just by staying off my phone or trying to limit being on my phone or screen time and, and having an online business, it's, it's easy to get like locked into my screen a, a lot of the day. Absolutely. Um, content creation. I'm like, okay, I'll be another five minutes. And then it turns into like 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> so really, yes. I've really made an, a conscious effort to limit my uh, screen time drastically and just being outside more. And it, it's really made such a big, a big difference. So I think that is the one I would say. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I think our phones and technology can be like a black hole almost like it just sucks us in and it can be, and I don't think people realize this, but like, it can be so mentally draining Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know about you, but like, I have sometimes gotten into those times where like, I just get like addicted to my phone And once I get sucked into like scrolling Instagram, I look up and it's been like an hour and I've just like wasted an hour scrolling, but then I'm also physically tired. Like I could take a nap after, you know, because you're just bombarded with all of this information and you're constantly consuming while you're on social media. And so I think it's so important to like, you know, have that rest from like you said, stimulation, you know, like just to have that, put that down and just kind of be present. I think that's so important. And I struggle with that too, honestly, because I do work from my phone. So it's like, it's hard to kind yeah. of put it in a box and like separate it, you know? Completely. And I'm sure like majority of people do struggle yeah. with that for sure. Well, I mean, there's a reason why it's addicting. Like they're not stupid when they make these yeah. apps, you know, like <laughs> they play into our psyche. So like, it's Completely. not, it's, it's hard, but well, I had so much fun talking with you today. Um, I wanted to ask real quick before we hop off here, but are where can like people find you? I know you mentioned you have a membership. Can you kind of touch more on that? Or like if you have a website or anywhere that people can kind of get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place would just be on Instagram at Jada A Fitness. 
And I have my membership there. It's called the Consistency Club. So it's just a community for yeah, like-minded women to come together, support one another, do workouts, and move through those five stages of consistency for those those lasting results yeah. um, in this, you know, inspiring, com- supportive community. Um, and that can be yeah, found in links on my Instagram. And then my website's just jdafitness.com as well. Um, and I have a podcast also. Oh, my gosh. How did I not know this? Or did I know this? Maybe I did know this. Maybe you I did. <laughs> I think I did know this. But like my brain, I mean, it's mom brain. Okay. It's been no. Night, so... <laughs> we'll have to have you on today um but (laughs) but that's awesome I love I love that you have a podcast what what can you remind me what it's called it's yeah the goddess mindset podcast okay I did know this okay yeah so (laughs) mostly like exercise consistency all that all that good stuff (laughs) I love that okay well I'm definitely gonna have to link all of that in the show notes so that people could kind of find you quickly and easily and and go listen to your podcast because you have such inspiring and just helpful content that I think is so important for women to to see so that's amazing I love that well thank you so much for having me on I love your podcast I love your messaging and I think like I can only imagine how much value it's bringing to all your listeners so thanks Dakota ah I appreciate it all right well we will have to try and get together again another time but I had so much fun talking to you and we'll talk to you later Sounds good. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I hope you learned something. I know I did. Um, And if you need to find Jada, I will link all of her Instagram, her website, all the things so you can get in touch with her. Um, She has a membership course, which is definitely something that y'all should check out. And as always, if you have any questions or requests for podcast episodes, feel free to email me, send me a DM on Instagram, whatever it might be. Um, I always love hearing from y'all. And until next time, see y'all later.